Welcome to the Stories from Africa podcast. This is Erika Estal, The Journey, Episode 4. This podcast was recorded at Erika Estal's residential garden. Keep listening. Uh, just so, so where does the story go from here? So where does the story go from here? Come back to Thailand, work some years in the fashion industry. So now you started working in the yeah, fashion yeah. industry. I started working in the fashion industry. I became uh, in some of the pictures, um, in the magazines in Asia. Wow. Yes, so I did that. And then eventually I had a job calling me in Hong Kong. I went to Hong Kong. I loved Hong Kong. Stayed there two months, came back to Thailand. So my agencies now are now who are sending me now to different places. They will send me to Sri Lanka. They wow. send me to Russia. Uh, so this is what they did. But then what happened is uh, the big time in my life arrived. Because now let me tell you what things happen in your life. I remember this time uh, when I was still starting out, the first time when I went to that show, I'm saying that I paid half yeah, of my yeah. salary. Um, so with that, when I went to Bangkok, the first time I was very much discouraged um, with the Caucasian uh-huh. uh, people. They said, oh, what are you doing here? This is this is a very strange place for you know um, a black African woman to be, and I said I mean the fashion is like oh it's not going to work for you, I don't think it's going to work for you here. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, uh, and I was like okay fine. Then two years later, mm-hmm. what happened to me? Uh, this is one of the best things that ever happened to me also in Thailand. I was invited to the fashion show of the Princess of Thailand. Invited, so, you said. Yes, I had a. a a ticket, uh, you know, a, a ticket in my name, Erica Masibo. So uh, I was invited to, she's a fashion designer. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Princess Sirivenavari. And this was my first royal invitation. Invite. And, uh, you know, I reached, you know, I was passing all these places. And I was like, oh my God. It's like, mom, you know, I was thinking just to my mom, uh-huh. look how far I've come. <laughs> like, who am I? You know, I'm like, this, this person just from, Islands. And I'm like, Jesus. And you know, you know, there are all these military people. I'm walking in a red carpet. Those, I was sweating profusely. I was, and and in this space that you're in, yeah. even before the, the invite, are there other black people or rather uh, uh, that are, are in that uh, fashion See, industry? I, 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 that yes, I, I mean, before me, there are also other people in uh, in the modeling agencies uh-huh. they're doing modeling but to the extent to where i got i mean there are even black models working for the princess uh-huh. but what i'm trying to say uh they as i say they they have classism yeah uh-huh. so they they even the designers i was working for they're called high so so high so means high society what so i was well known to work for the high so so even my invites to go to prada chanel all these invites when they're doing our stores, I was given the privilege to. Yes. But how did you, how did you end up working with the high school? I mean, you know, it's this thing is very. It's 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 just like a community. You work for one, somebody recommends you to another, and then also if you go to one event, somebody will say, "Oh, I'll get you to the other event." I see. So and then by the time all these luxury stores know you, I mean, I'm the only black person <laughs> walking in. You, you, you're already you're unique. Already, you're yeah, you're already yeah. unique. I mean, sometimes I remember we walk into some some of the exhibitions of an opening of luxury brands. I didn't have my ticket or not invited, but they will just like they reckon 
me and they were like, oh, Kunerika, Swadika, come in. And Kunerika is like, yeah, madam, you know. And I will just go in and get to know new people. And a lot of them also knew I was a personal shopper, so, yeah. So you just walk in? Yeah, I just walk in. Yeah, yeah. They will open that, you know, the opening. And how, how would you know about all these openings and That's why I told you, always talk to people. I see. I mean, when when you go to an event, what's the point of you mm-hmm, sitting in a corner? Mm-hmm. And maybe I even just to talking work. to people that you know. Yeah. So, always when you go somewhere, be you in the sense, because you listen to this when people say hello, be you. No. When I say you cannot go somewhere and be you, sometimes be the uncomfortable you. I see. Yeah. So, you go to a party, you sit in a corner, you expect something will work for you. No, it doesn't. So reach out, talk to someone, yeah, know someone. Yeah, yeah, and if you see the person does not want to talk, move to the next one. It's a, it's a, it's a whole, uh, you know, it's a whole space where there's yes and no. I see. Yeah, and it, that this also tells me that you learned to accept no's. Yes, I learned rejection very early. Actually, it started happening me when I was in when I was in Kenya. There's a time when I went to do the Big Brother Africa. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this was even before all this, you know, uh-huh. I, when I was still, when I came back and I was studying the culinary. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I said, oh, let me go, let me go to this. So I went with my two of my friends. They were Colombians. They mm-hmm. were my closest friends. Yes. So they took me. And I remember we went, um, I went to do the, um, you know, is it the interview or whatever, what is happening? Mm-hmm. So um, I can't remember this. I don't want to project it. Yes. Uh but the lady, I, I think it was a lady. She was a Kenyan. There was a South African. I think the South African liked me, my uh-huh. character. Yeah. The, the, the lady did not agree with me. Then the group that I was with, they did not also agree with me. Because one of them, you know, when I go to when I go to a space, I don't know. As I said, I go there and talk to people and everything. Or uh-huh. I sit back and look at where it is. Uh-huh. But for me at that time, when I'm going for Big Brother, I'm going there as a co- for competition. I'm not going okay. there to make friends. Yeah, yeah. So the group in that team found that I was rude. They felt I was rude. Like one said, oh, she was not, she, I, she's like, I feel, I feel, uh, if I use the word, maybe they, they I, I feel like pompiers or something. Uh-huh. And it was not that. I was like, I'm here for a competition. I'm right not true. trying to be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you also have to look at every situation you're in. And um, of course, I didn't get in. I was like, okay, fine. I tried. Do you remember who got in that time? Oh, she. Do I remember? No, honestly, I didn't follow up after. Okay. <laughs> and, no, I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But that's the time when I went. I went for it, and um, rejection. I see. I always say, if you, I, I've always understood rejection, and I know ne- I've never even carried. You know, after I finish, like even now when I'm older, sometimes I send emails to even different. Uh, brands or let's say I want to let's say even if I want to collaborate with you in something uh-huh. if it's a no it's just okay yeah you, you know, put into I, you know it's okay. okay it's not a big deal next please you I know. see yeah. we need to learn to take no positively yeah it's 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 the best thing because sometimes I look at myself and when I look at myself now I say oh god I saved myself the embarrassment I couldn't imagine myself on Big Brother I was not well put together Mm-hmm. So when I look at it now, I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> Televised embarrassment. <laughs> yes. And, and and yes, when I look at it, mm-hmm. I still, I was like, what was I going to do there? When I questioned myself years later, I was like, it was never for the fame. It was just, I wanted to explain how I think. Oh, I, I think see. for me, it's like, there are people who 
are outside here who think like me mm-hmm. but i don't i now i'm very i'm very happy i have a very good um support system i see and i have friends who are artistic so i feel yes it's easier for them to understand but sometimes also if i sit down with corporate people mm-hmm. i keep quiet because we we have very different ways of thinking i see i mean they they would always put like oh you're artistic you you i don't think you see things the way i see things uh-huh. so already when you do that it comes from a judgment view yeah. not not reminding us the artistic side is a gift mm-hmm. and this other side is is what life is all about i see yeah so you you able to go to this event mm-hmm. and and so what did this event do to you what did did teach uh, you oh my god I loved it. It was so details. It was the f- one of the most um luxury events I've ever gone to. It's like even when I'm talking about it now if you look at me you see how mm-hmm, I'm smiling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like this was heaven on earth. And I saw her work. I was like these details and I said, "Oh my god. If I could go to such events every time of my life, I'll be happy." Guess what? I was so happy I met the most interesting people. Two weeks later, I'm calling all the people I know, photographers. I'm like, hey, you guys have not called me for jo- for a job. And they're like, oh, Erica. So I didn't have a job for like uh, two months. Uh-huh. And let me tell you why. I told you Asians are into classism. Yeah. They said, oh, Erica, you went to this event. We do not think we can hire you. We, don't, we can't afford you. I was like, no. I mean, my price is the same. You guys know me. I just want my job. And um I, yeah, I didn't get a job for two months because of that. So I was not paid. I was I, I mean, I I learned my lesson. It's like just because I was in a royal event doesn't mean I was going to get more jobs. It just meant like I'm just going to be thrown under the bus and told, "Darling, Wow. You you are, you're not you're not one of us now. But there's a very different way of looking at things though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if I was let's say if I was in the US uh and I've attended uh, an event in Hollywood and I'm in one of the mm-hmm. pictures, I mean, that means new openings, right? Yeah, pretty like, much. Like who is this? But this for me was not of the people that already had you would want to keep you because now you when they're seen with you there's value. Yeah, for them it's not it's like I don't think now you've already evolved to a different class. What? So I don't think yeah. So I didn't have a job for two months. I went to Hong Kong, I looked uh, for a job and then uh, this is how I met this guy who introduced me to do part-time for Prada in Hong Prada. Kong. Yeah. I did it for a short time. And I mean this time I was also a personal shopper. I'll okay, take okay, people okay, to okay, Van Cleef, okay, okay, okay. all these luxury brands. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got. Uh but also I also was, you know, even when I would go to let's say uh these luxuries events mm-hmm. i'll always talk to like you know cuz they had this the security amount was really high so they had a lot of you know bouncers mm-hmm. in hong kong especially most of them are from uh, africa so oh, you know I, i had a conversation with them and but most were also coming from west africa uh-huh. so i liked to have a conversation like that cuz it opens your mind very differently and i was never sitting with one kind of uh class of people Oh I so, see. So, you know, I will be downtown one minute eating my uh noodles, just talking to a normal Chinese guy, you know, on Hong Kong. The next day I have to be in a high-end club, high-end restaurant trying to make the deal go through, get a job in fashion styling and personal mm-hmm. shopping, yeah. And this classism, this class thing that you're being told, did, did it get to your head? 
It didn't get to my head because when I looked at myself where I was coming from, how will it get into your head? I was not brought up that way. You know, how 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 will it get to, I mean, I'm not wealthy. I don't own a yacht. Mm. How will it get into my head? We were very different. And that's why I am happy even until now when I tell people, do not compare yourself. And even when I look at social media, I look at it in the sense, I see all these young people trying to to behave or act rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah when I yeah. say that, when you actually meet a wealthy person uh-huh. and I'm, when I'm talking about wealthy person I'm talking about wealth here uh-huh. we're not talking about few money or a lot of money or we're not talking about money that you can just count like this in your savings you uh-huh. know I'm talking about the extremely wealthy that even the assets are just it's just it's just wealth let's just say that uh, when you around these people what I learned is this there's always somebody who's going to have more than you yeah true And if you try to act you have it, they will laugh down at you. So imagine me trying to behave just because I can afford uh, a shoe that is maybe $2,000, which of course I've been paid or I've been given as a gift um, uh, with one of my clientele. Uh-huh. And that is basically like her drinking soda money. So mm, if you mm. try to behave I or see. behave that you are rich, they look down upon you yeah they look at you and wonder and what is this if you also try to brag for the rich person yeah they will envy you so where where do you belong just, just you're an you outcast rich. either way <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um that's that's what happened then i did in hong kong did it for three months and that's how i met the the love of my life and yeah i moved back to thailand kept on working what i'm doing And years later, nine years after. No, you just want to brush through that. Yes, I'm, uh, what, what is important <laughs> there? <laughs> you can't just brush through that. Like, maybe give us a bit of details. How did you meet? And what was the connection? Fashion? What, what's, oh, what no, was it's the not connection? fashion. My, my, oh my God, my partner is not in fashion at all. We are two different people. Mm-hmm. Two different jobs. He's, he's French. Uh-huh. And what do I love more about him? Every day I, I sit down with him, I learn a lot. You know, there's there's a connection of love. Mm-hmm. I change, we talk, I talk to him more about spirituality. He talks to me about history because I never knew history at the extent of how he knows history. You know, and that's why even when we talk up, we talk around like he will push me to, like when, he, when I was creating the bags, you know, when you go back, you want to know which year was this, which mm-hmm. time was this, you know, mm-hmm. everything that inspires me. What what is So history is mm-hmm. one of his things. We met when I was going to one of um, the places I enjoy going to. It's called Dragon Eye. So this mm-hmm. is where even Victoria Beckham goes to when she's oh, in Hong Kong. Yeah, okay. But he was going with his friends after work. I, I was just like, I'm going to meet my all my girlfriends. Uh, and this is how we met and we said um did did the studies french studies help in at this point oh no 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 because once he speaks very fast i'm just drawn i'm like huh please say more <laughs> Qua? but yeah when i'm angry my french comes out which is very interesting yeah we i still want a psychiatrist to analyze that so yeah <laughs> my french gets better when i'm angry but when i'm uh, normal it's it's very much to rien so did he speak english Oh yeah, he does speak English. Oh, so it was much easier for you considering. Yes, yes, yes. But you see again, you had an advantage because you had Yes, of course. Through. I mean, the first time when you met he he had uh, uh said something and then I turned to him and I said I understood that. Then it's like so you speak French. Then I was like, I understand it. Let's see. 
And that's how we... So maybe uh, you understand more. Yeah, he, said something, no, he said something very naughty and I told him oh, I understood that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's fast forward through that. <laughs> so what happens? When, when is Akira born? Okay, so Erica comes back to Kenya. But when I was coming back to Kenya, you're going to ask me why did I leave all that? Uh, yeah, because but, but, but before we even get back to Kenya, did you ever, ever bounce back from the classism? Also, yes, I, when I went back to Thailand, I mean, it was three months, you know, I had to, you know, I'm somebody who just pushes people in the sense like, come on, you know, you'll say to me, you'll say, Erica, then, you know, I, I just went to the office and say, come on, I really need to be back in the in the game, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I had gone for three months. So I came back and I'm like, this is my place. My apartment he, is here. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other place. I mean, I still wanted the agencies to send me somewhere different, even if they needed to. Mm-hmm. And some of the gigs, I had to do them for free just to tell what? them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i telling you, life sometimes requires you to be like, look, this is not what you requ- want of me, but I'm going to do this to prove. So I had to do some of the styling sessions. I'm like, I'm going to be there. And they're like, you don't have to be here. I'm like, I'm going to be there. It's searching at five. Yes, I'm going to be there. And, you know, and, you, and I have to be there at five. Do the whole day, the gig from for free. And I was I was that person who was like, You're gonna pay me my money. Like I was mm-hmm. my quotes was good enough. <laughs> you decided to be assertive. Yes. But I, you know, even before before this, okay, let me tell you, even with this time before I went to the Royal Fashion Show, the mm-hmm. thing what happened is like they used to know the kind of character I was. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, Oh, don't don't call that black woman if you're calling her just to to dress very basic. I used to tell them, please, oh, okay. my kind of styling is very eccentric. And you know the kind of designers um, um, in, I like to do. Or give me something challenging. Don't wake me up if you're going to call me for something basic. They knew me for that. Mm-hmm. So I was well known to be um, very eccentric and daring. Yeah, I see. <laughs> and, and so would your clients appreciate what you're doing or what sort of a relationship oh, they did, that's did why you they, have? Oh, they did. I mean, that's uh, that's what I'm telling you. I was very lucky because some of them, I got to go to their fabulous homes. Some of them got to invite me to different, um, you know, uh, events like sailing. Some of them. Whoa. Yeah, you know. You <laughs> that's know, amazing. Like, some of them gave me presents of all the presents maybe they got from their friends and they will not... They don't, don't need yeah. so out of styling okay out of styling yeah because this is where you get the character to know the woman and sometimes even as a stylist you you know you're getting intimate to the other woman so this woman is probably married to a very rich person mm-hmm. and you are definitely not in the same class yes but you'll get to share one or two things and looking at it it's because she's also looking at you like wow what is this other woman going to teach me I mean, she's a black African. Mm-hmm. She understands fashion and everything. I see. And you're, you're relating because you're not under her, her wing mm-hmm. full time. Yeah. She's just paying you for the services at the that services. moment. But some also took it far. I mean, some I parted with them. Some, some are very So sort nice of you, you developed a bond of some sort? Yes. And that's what I try to do also with my brand as Erica Estelle. Most of my clientele have created a bond with them. Not only that they know they can only come here to shop. Sometimes somebody wants just to talk, you know. Sometimes I've just had women who are like, yeah, let's talk about how this year has been tough over a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. This is the space I, I give them in the garden. Even if you don't need me to be there, I'll, I want the women to think like, where can I go? Because 
in mm. Kenya we're very mm. limited you have to go to a restaurant where the yeah. waiter is constantly going to be there I want to cry with my friend yeah. but you see if I give them a space like that and you leave them with bottles of wine yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is an amazing space this is thank you just, yeah okay uh-huh. so that's also what I've tried to do in my space uh it's not just a shopping space it's just not is it I it's it's a journey it's like I want somebody I mean I'm I want to attract somebody who looks at me as an inspiration or maybe she's 20 and say one day when I afford that I will buy it from America Easter mm-hmm. you know one day when I afford that because it's like me I said oh one day I will afford to go to this store mm-hmm. but it's you want I want to be remembered like this is the first place I purchased something which was not which is like when life ranked me and god or the universe gave me more blessings i want to be the first person you think of like i want to to dress and style nicely for the next phase of my life that's what oh, okay. i want i want the impression for women to be or this is the impact i want for women to feel yeah So t- t- talk to me about the birth of Akire. Also the, oh, the birth brand. of Akire happened 